TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Stories of that game and what happened in the clubhouse is just fantastic. There's no game that can bleep you like this one. <laughs> it's Roycey on baseball. Let's go. Score North Twin Show, Roycey on baseball. It's Patrick Roycey and Derek Wetmore. Pat, I got a question for you off the top. Would you trade... Five million bucks, a couple years of first and second round picks, and a year long suspension for a World Series title, and uh, and another appearance in the World Series. Yeah, yeah that's I right. think I'd probably do that, <laughs> uh, considering, uh, you know, considering, uh, you know, maybe one of the picks would be Cole Stewart, who sure. happens to be from Houston, by the way, uh, or down there someplace. Woo. Yeah, this is uh, wait, wait, this is such exciting news. You and I had to rush back to the microphones to add this to the. Racy on Baseball podcast. Full disclosure, yeah. yeah, we have a whole episode in the can, which is coming up next. But what, uh, what an announcement from uh, Rob Manfred in Major League Baseball. The only one that, only thing, uh, Lunau, Jeff Lunau, and AJ Hinch, the manager, both suspended for one year, uh, the uh, for cheating, and then uh, the number one and twos in the draft. For the next two years, a plus a $5 million fine, which is pocket change for the owner, Crane. Yes. But the only thing that surprised me was the hinch part of it. Uh, I, I was predicting all along that Lunau would get suspended. They would have uh, important draft choices taken away, and uh, it, I, I assumed that those things would happen. And the fine, of course, that's uh, indifferent, but I, I am surprised that uh, Hinch... Uh, Hinch uh, got uh, got suspended. Also, obviously, went along with it, hmm. and it is uh, it's uh, they had to do something dramatic, don't you think, to yeah. stop the whole thing? Does well, this mean the Red Sox are going to lose a draft choice and get uh, get fined uh, some money? But I, uh, I mean, I saw speculation not, on Twitter that Alex Cora is going to get hit pretty hard with this as well for being yeah, part of it. Yeah, because he was in uh, he was the bench coach in Houston too. Yeah. He might get suspended for a year be- because of. Uh, of uh, his involvement in it, and then what the Red Sox were doing in 2018, yeah. But they had to do something because and, otherwise, uh, this is an easy scheme to replicate or or some oh, yeah. version of it. Well, they had to uh, make it uh, people aware that they, well, they, what they basically had to do is make the owners aware. Jim Crane, it's up to the owners to set the standard, right? It's up to Jim Crane to set the standard. And uh, it's up to, you know, to have him come down and say no more of this BS. And I think this uh, this sends that message, don't you? Yeah, absolutely, because now there's a, there's going to be a memo going out from the owners to the uh, presidents of baseball ops and the other 29 teams saying, hey, you might think you're clever, and I couldn't catch you if I tried, but don't even think about this because uh, I, I well, think it's a pretty significant suspe- or, uh, 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 punishment. Yeah, this is being uh, passed and a couple other guys broke it early. This is uh, baseball is obviously going to hold some kind of a press conference this Manfred, and I'm sure that there will be serious warnings as part of that, that if we catch you, it's going to be worse than this, right? Wow. Yeah, I mean, you think about, you mentioned the pocket change. The draft picks will matter, but they won't matter for a while. I think another big thing that's that's not doesn't need to be specifically mentioned but is implicit in this punishment is that title is now tainted. We will think of them as the cheating Astros. 
to some degree, yes, uh, it certainly uh, it certainly will uh, be looked at that way, uh, especially by people who are not, uh, you know, who do not uh, look at that team as one of the great teams of recent oh. years, which I do. Still, but, same here. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, you know, yeah, it's uh, it's it's certainly tainted, and that that the righteous. Uh, the righteous types, uh, I got some friends who love to bash baseball, will be saying they should take away the title. Well, I don't I don't recall the Patriots having any titles taken away. <laughs> they, they, you know, I don't, in fact, I don't believe it. I guess we did take away one NCAA championship at Louisville, right? But uh, yeah. that uh, we, we didn't take away North Carolina's. Uh, we, we vacated some anything. wins maybe with uh, yeah, we, UNC. We vacated some wins, uh, but uh, anyway, mm. yeah, this is, uh, this is the bold action that uh, we were expecting, and I, I saw no chance of survival for that smug Lunau, so... Uh, It'll, Jim Crane, it'll be interesting to see what he has to say about it because he spends most of his time over here at his golf course in Jupiter, Florida, and oh. uh, and doesn't. Uh, I, I think he's kind of above it all. But uh, this is, uh, you know, uh, congratulations to Manford for coming down hard here because you have, with technology that we have, you have to uh, you have to try to stop it because it's just too damn easy now. Let me ask you point blank before we get into the rest of the Twins show where we talk about Miguel Sano, we talk about the Twins and a bunch of interesting hires they've made. Pat, do you think that this punishment levied by Major League Baseball is going to deter teams from doing this in the future? Yes, Okay. I do. I do think that. Uh, I do think that uh, there's going to be. You're going to be getting spied on by everybody, right? And any, with all these guys changing jobs, right? Oh yeah. And uh, you know, guys who uh, you know know what's going on with you know with uh, the Astros. A lot of people say it was the old scouts that they fired. You know, they fired all the uh, on-site scouts. That this all started. Uh, with the tip-offs from the, some of the scouts that they fired, so uh, you better not be running a program like this if you're not, unless you're going to keep everybody for life. Right. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. You know, this is a pretty good way to get revenge, and a lot of a lot of the Astros, uh, this information, this whole scandal started with uh, scouts not only, uh, uh, you know, telling it, you know saying it was going on and telling them about the garbage can and the whole uh, the whole thing and then all of a sudden they sent out an official that was the official world series film right yes where you could see the curtains <laughs> around the garbage can uh, <laughs> hidden in the form of the dugout it's yeah. a little hard to deny it oh man and uh you wonder if the astros fessed up or if they tried to get around it you think that fella from uh, St. Louis who had to do jail time because he hacked into the oh. Lunau's computer is, uh, I don't know if he's still in prison, but wherever he is, he's getting a good chuckle about this because Lunau does come off as the most smug guy around. So wow. good for baseball. But as I pointed on Twitter, at least the Houston football fans have the Texans' effort oh, yesterday to uh, – to do them well, but uh, you know, just more than twelve hours after they get eliminated, you couldn't help yourself. Well, huh? Not only eliminated, they were ahead <laughs> twenty-four to nothing. <laughs> Unbelievable! Actually, I offered two tweets. One was uh, Astro Slam, blah blah blah. Luckily, Houston fans have Texas playoff effort to celebrate today. 
And then I came up with an alternate snide remark. Texans O'Brien celebrate breaking news on Astros. So oh, well, yeah, it's good to have backups. Two of them there. you got to have a backup smart-ass <laughs> remark. Huh? All right, hey, it's a very good uh, baseball podcast coming up, and we like to stay up to date, don't we, Derek? Oh, we couldn't miss it. It was it was less than half an hour after I was done taping uh, Royce Unchained, uh, done producing Royce Unchained, news. I should say, that we said, hey, you know what, we should jump back on the mics. And you know what? Thank you to our tireless Fort Myers area advanced right. scout for your That's tireless right. work today on Directly the pods and shows. from the winter home of the uh, Score North. Uh, yes, it was fantastic. Thanks so All much. Right, hey, go put the top down and uh, work on your suntan. No, the clouds are out. Oh, You're dear. the guy that I'm still bitter <laughs> about you saying you have the top up, don't you, when that deluge of rain. Fish were falling from the sky, and Derek said, you got the top up, don't you? The most, uh, the Did most, I, probably I didn't vile. Curse. I didn't curse when you uh, when you told me that. Did you? No, yeah. I no. You were really polite about it, and then I'm sure you were nice to the guys who detailed your cars the day after. Yes, yes that's true. Amazing, right, Pat. Thank you much. We'll talk to you next week. Okay. Welcome to a new edition, new episode of uh, Score North Twin Show, Roycey on Baseball. Patrick, we actually have some news to talk about, and uh, you're joining us from probably chilly Fort Myers, I would assume, yeah? Uh, it's a nice day today, nice and blue today, and I think it's going to be 84 before it's over, oh, which wow. is higher than the average for this time of year. Usually, uh, <laughs> you know, the week the week before I got down here, they were in the 50s at night, but it's uh, been a ni- nice evenings for walking. Yeah. And I don't think it's so cold that the uh, alligators are out of the pool <laughs> ponds there so a guy can walk around at night. So I thought about introducing the show, Patrick, with he's Patrick Royce, I'm Derek Wetmore, and one of us brushed our car off with snow this morning. Uh, yeah, I heard it got a little uh, – it didn't look like the roads were real good. But then, as I pointed out when Kenny was complaining about the roads – there was the usual backup on Daniels at Cross Creek there, so uh, you know just a bad light we, down we in Florida. A, yeah, we got that bad light. So anyway, yeah, gorgeous day here. Not not any activity yet. The I don't know how George Toma is going to sp- make these guys spend hours making the field look better, but I'm sure he will. But right now on uh, January the twelfth, thirteenth, January the thirteenth. Am I right? Yeah. January the 13th, she looks ready to go to me. So, so Pat, you are joining us from uh, southern Florida. You you must be in the Twins press box there down yes. the phone line. We'll have to get a, a sponsored weather report or something going here this January and February. I'm all for it. Yeah, um, I, uh, it has not been a wet winter, it does not appear. The ditches are not full of water and the like. So, okay. uh, anyway, it looks... Uh, Looks pretty spiffy, and uh, over on the uh, one of the uh, minor league diamonds, I saw a large mass of humanity, and that oh. was a Twins command. The, the fantasy campers left here Saturday, okay. so that's when they started having their camps, you know, and this is their command camp, command camp. for their young pitchers, trying to teach their young pitchers how to throw strikes. <laughs> okay. There's apparently about 40 pitchers, and then uh, there have to be a dozen uh, variety of uh, analysts, uh, you know, analytical wow. guys and coaches. Pete Mackey runs the whole thing, but... Uh, they do that, and I think these guys are going to be here a couple of weeks, and then supposedly the uh, the hotshot prospects, uh, you know, the guys at a higher level mm-hmm. or at least more advanced, come in, and uh, I'm not sure what we're teaching them uh, 
You know, last year I think it was a change-up camp we had uh, for a while. There. Year before but, that, uh, didn't they have velocity camp? Yes, yeah. Uh, I'm sure they have all of those uh, okay. for the young young guys too. But uh, it's uh, you you got to give these guys credit for being proactive when it yeah. comes to development. I'll no say kidding. that. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. And uh, we used to laugh at this kind of thing, but then of course somebody out of this command camp is going to start game two of the ALDS someday. So. <laughs> yes, that's true. So, yeah, that is true. And uh, you know, it might might be uh, might be your fourth starter when the season opens too, <laughs> if, you, if somebody can throw a strike. Well, so. so we'll get into the rotation. We'll talk about that today on this show. But we also have to talk about some of the news of the week, and that is Miguel Sano agreeing to a contract extension, the arbitration. <laughs> candidates mostly in the rearview mirror all except for jose barrios uh, and we can get into a few other things about the offseason but pat i think the biggest news is after years and years of knowing this guy as a prospect and then sort of middling big, big leaguer disappointed some guys miguel sano is now a twin through at least 2022 uh, at least they have possession of That's him right. and <laughs> his contract but i think what this proves is uh something that we found out last spring when the price is right, they will sign you. Yes, and, they do it. Uh, you know, with Miguel, uh, the price was right. It's a, a what, a, a three-year deal with a fourth-year option? So is the reports that... that I saw, it's technically three years, $27 million. And then that fourth year, they can choose, the team can choose, they're either going to pay him $14 million or buy him out for three. So they call three, it three yeah. and 30. Three and 30, yes. And, uh, you know, that's uh, Miguel wanted the money and... Uh, and he and they got him, and it certainly this doesn't guarantee his future here. In fact, it probably uh, makes him more valuable in a trade, wouldn't you say? That uh, there's some kind of uh, security here that you can have him. How, how many years of uh, did they get one year of free agency out of this deal? So the contract assures one more year, and then if they take a buyout, it would be two free agent years for him. So yeah, uh, I mean that that always makes a guy a lot more valuable. Yeah. And I think they really are optimistic about him after last season. Certainly uh, in on June 15th last year, they couldn't have been terribly optimistic. No. But uh, he started making contact, and uh, we're, we're all anxious to see one thing. If we see the slim-down 280-pound Miguel when he shows up in uh, February, or if we, uh, if we see the larger version yeah. again, then uh, everybody can get pessimistic. But you got to realize, ladies and gentlemen, and I've come to realize it, this is a huge human being, and you're not going to do much better than what you saw last year as far as uh, a weight that he's carrying around, 275, 280. But he proved pretty much last year that he could play. How many games did he end up playing? He missed a little bit, a couple little stretches on the DL, right? Yeah, I'd have but, to look it up. But he played, uh, you know, he played a lot of games. And uh, I was one of those guys move him to first, but the more I think about it, mm, I don't know if I want Jorge throwing it over to him. So, uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe you just uh, hope that he plays third base the way he did the first half of last year rather than the second half of last year. Yeah, I could see this going one of two ways, and I think the Twins probably could too. If, if he's a disaster, okay, you're not out that much money, right? If he develops into the guy you hoped he could be and he can stick at third base i mean you got a potential screaming bargain on your hands and after that uh you know after after this season uh now nelson cruz might be a monster once again and and get another year out of them but there's also that you'll you'll have the dh option here eventually so if, if that if you indeed need that uh i think that uh 
you know, that arm of his makes him viable at third base. There's just uh, he doesn't he doesn't uh, go in the either to the line or to the hole that all that well. And one thing that hurts him is that he doesn't have a great shortstop playing next to him. I yep. think I've said that before. I mean, Jorge's okay, especially in this generation of uh, shifting into the hole all the time. You don't need a guy who can go in the hole at shortstop. But uh, you know, I I don't think. I don't think him being a third is one of your bigger problems. This is not going to be a great fielding team. Uh, they just, and I, I don't think we worry about it too much anymore. Do you? Hmm. Well, I did I mean, last the, year. It bugged me, but I, I see what you mean. They still won 101 no, no, games. I mean, I, I mean is uh, you look around baseball. There's you, you, it, it, there are teams that stumble into having great fielding. Yeah, but it's not how decisions are made anymore. It's. Uh, you know, as I said, in the infield, range has become so much less of an issue that uh, because they're 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 they got their guys positioned all over the field and they expect their ball to go there, and uh, you don't hear that much about man, they're a great fielding team. They, yeah, they, they, I mean, they, if 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 they happen to have a great fielding team, they're happy, but it's not uh, sure. It doesn't make a lot of decisions. I, I'm very interested about the catching too. I'm a is Garber going to get 110 games this year or not? Sure, that's a fair question. I, I'd say two-thirds might be a little bit on the high side, but if he's yeah. 60% of their innings a catcher, I think he'd be pretty happy with that. Split yeah. it with Avila, and uh, I don't know what Astadio's role is on this team, but with 26 guys, he becomes a little bit more viable as a roster. You know, yeah, it'll be we'll all be we'll all be focused in on whether he makes it as the twenty sixth <laughs> man or not. Uh, That's all but, we can talk uh, about. But anyway, I think Miguel is uh, if 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 they give you what they consider to be a fair offer and you're willing to take it, they'll sign you. If not, uh, we'll, we'll get on with life. Who else got an? Anybody else get an extension? I can't remember. Nope, it's Sano and the one actually that I have my eyes on, Pat, because he's the one guy who's eligible for arbitration who could not come to an agreement with the Twins. That'd be Jose Barrios. And I don't think that's going to get done because Jose. So. I mean, when you look at the amount of money starting pitchers are getting, it's just. I mean, these guys. These guys have not. They they like this kid. Obviously, like he's not a kid anymore. He's twenty six, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, twenty five. But twenty five. Uh, I think turns uh, twenty six in May. But uh, they're not going to give him eighty million dollars. Well, or something let me throw this at you because you know? I look at players like this at this age and stage in his career, and you go look at who else was like that. Who else had that many years before free agency? Was a pretty good pitcher. Thought you maybe had a little more in there. I was looking at this last spring training as an exercise, Pat. Would you sign Jose Barrios tomorrow for four years and $45 million? Yes. Because that's but, what guys like Aaron Nola and uh, Luis Severino got last offseason. But and they the got it before. a year ago. They right. got it a year ago. That's right. And the world has changed. Yeah, that's you fair. Can add You can add 50% to every, every uh contract that's uh, hot is that high you think huh i think so i think okay. you can add 50 percent. i mean this you, they got to look at this and say these guys are nuts and the other uh the other part is i i have adopted the theory not that i've heard it heard it from the twins i've just adopted the theory that one reason there you don't hear much about them making a trade for a pitcher is the guys with John Gray and the guys with Robbie Ray and the guys with these guys have found out how valuable the pitching is. Sure. And instead of wanting 
one of your best prospects and one of your mediocre prospects. They want they want one of your best prospects and then one of your next best prospects. Yes, you know, yeah. they want a top five guy and then a they want your three and twelve instead of the, your five and twenty five. You know, I, sure. I think uh, I think the whole demand for those kind of guys has soared. And they also probably figure, okay, if they hold on to these guys till next July and somebody's desperate, they might get more than they're going to get right now in the spring. So, and, and, you know, we found out, and people get upset about it, and they want them to do more. And, uh, you know, I would have liked to see seen them get Keichel or somebody. But uh, they're not going to pay in dollars way more than they think somebody's worth, and they're not going to pay in uh manpower way more than they think somebody's worth that's just that's just the way they see the the world and uh they aren't changing pat we could extend your bit where you had the scoop on the second place offer on every free agent starting pitcher you know keichel yeah. gets 55 and a <laughs> yes, half and right. the, the twins were willing to offer 55 54. yeah 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 five thousand fifty five million four hundred ninety five thousand and uh 95 cents and not a penny yeah. more not a penny more we've reached our limit we could but, do the uh, same thing with prospects that when john gray gets traded to the angels you can say mm-hmm. well the Angels went with their 1, 3, and 25. The Twins yeah. were willing to go 1, 3, and 26, <laughs> one, but not a one, cent three, more. Not more. We can't yeah. give up that. Uh, not a higher you know, prospect than that. Anyhow, it's, uh, you know, it's an old, I, I'm certainly uh, feel better about him than I did and haven't felt about him at any point since what, the middle of the 2016 season when he was an all-star hitting home runs? And then gained and, all the uh, weight was, and was, had the injuries. Uh, he was already gaining weight then, yeah. but he got uh, got hurt and got enormous. Well, and, Pat, if you send out a photo, you'll be the first one to have eyes on Sano down there as our advanced scout in Fort Myers, Florida. If, he, if he shows up early. Yeah, if he's will. early and in the, quote, best shape of his life, that'll be one of the most popular photos you ever put on Twitter, I think. I can go back to uh, that photo I took with him when he was like the phenom rookie uh, down yeah, yeah. here in 15. And I can, yeah, that's a good idea. I'll send that out and say, ran into Miguel today <laughs> when he was about 245. Man, he looks good. Uh, you know? Yeah, you can never, I might have to do that. But uh, it's... Uh, now Buxton, they just uh, what? They settled with him. Yeah, one year. Is he is he arbit- is he's arbitration, right? Yeah, this is his first year, uh, second what? year, I think. Cause... and they had to they gave him a little bit of a raise, even though he only played half the season, yeah. a million or something. I'll look so. up the numbers for you because I know he got I a little it was bump over last four year or something. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, doesn't doesn't make you and I uh, geniuses to say that. I think. If he plays, they win 90 games and 90-some games and win the division. And if he doesn't, they don't win the division. That's my theory. They, You're talking they just, Buxton here, Buxton, right? Yeah. They, just need yeah. him to, they just need him to become part of this, to make him, you know, you talk about fielding. That's when they were a good fielding team. He was playing center field and Kepler was playing right and Eddie was playing left. It is interesting. I wonder if uh, they went to Eddie with a multi or just uh, just gave him what they gave him for on the on the arbitration deal. Yeah. So Rosario, according to reports, got, got something seven. seven seven five. Yeah. It looks like. Yeah. So just less than eight million dollars, and Buxton got a shade more than three million dollars. Mm-hmm. If I would do kind of the same sort of thing with Rosario that they've done with 
Kepler, Polanco, and Sano, which is if we love the price tag and the years are right, we'll yeah. do it. And if not, you know, we'll just the take the services The thing with Eddie, though, is Eddie's getting, a, Eddie's getting a closer look at uh, free agency than the other That's guys, right. right? And he and, just changed uh, agencies this uh, this winter, too. And, uh, you know, he settled in arbitration, I mean, by not by filing but not going to arbitration for the same amount of money they just average amount of money they just paid miguel and that i don't think that'll work i think he'll want more like 10 don't you yeah he, well for a long-term deal yeah i don't know what he's looking for i'm trying to figure out who he thinks would be his player comps because yeah. i know you know he's a confident guy i think he has a very high opinion of his abilities i just i haven't seen a complete season for mazario yet even still pat well, last year, his, last year he had great numbers, and I don't think he was as good a hitter as he was the year before. I think he was distracted when these other guys got paid, and he didn't last spring. And I don't know. Eddie's still, you know, st- Eddie can still be the best best hitter on his team if he uh, if he makes him throw it somewhere near the strike zone. Yeah, and, and that was uh, a bit of a problem last year. I mean, year. he's got the he's got the best hands you've seen, and he's got power now, and he can run. And uh, okay, and I I think when Rocco, when he does one of his goofy things on the bases, Rocco doesn't get upset, and I think Rocco's okay with it. He wants him <laughs> to run around like a maniac, so uh, you know, and get the you know. Sometimes he's going to drive you crazy, but uh, another uh, obviously key player is uh, is Rosario because uh, he can be really good. He can hit, he can hit behind Nelson for you. Behind him because you want him to, not because you didn't have any other options. I, I think he can be that dangerous guy hitting behind Nelson Cruz if he just gets his head in the game just a yeah. little bit more. Yeah, We're no. not going to. I like the fact that he's a goofy, but, you know, there's goofy and then there's eh, get back on this planet. You uh, know? I agree with you. And I always, my sort of overriding baseball theory in terms of how I try to cover it, uh, I learned from Buck, Buck Showalter. Try to find the strengths in a player, what he can do well rather than mm-hmm. his weaknesses. But still, with Rosario, you say he can hit fourth or fifth behind Cruz because you want him to. But I think there are stretches, too, where you wish he wasn't in the lineup at all because of the way he's swinging. I wish those weren't as prolonged with Rosario's bat. He's hot. He, you know what he didn't have last year? that uh, he, Early on he had it, but that two-week hot streak when yeah. he gets 14 hits away, when he gets 28 hits in two weeks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, he reminds me, uh, I've told this story a hundred times, but I'm, I was covering a, a, a regional in uh, Hoosier Dome in Indianapolis, and Purdue was playing Texas, and Purdue was the number one seed, and Katie was the coach, and I was sitting right behind him. And they ended up getting beat by a good Texas team, and Katie almost had a heart attack. But uh, Katie was talking to his big center, Steve Scheffler, coming out of a timeout and kind of tapped him on the side of the head and said, Steve, baby, come back to planet Earth. (laughs) And uh, I've always said, when Eddie, you'd like to say, Eddie, baby, come back to planet Earth. Yeah, that's you know, fair. It's okay to be goofy, but come on back. Uh, come back into the solar system, will you? It so. is fascinating. You bring up Rocco because he's tasked with such an interesting job of getting the most out of a guy like Miguel Sano, who is unique, and Byron Buxton, who is unique, and Eddie Rosario, and Max Kepler, and Mitch Garver. Managing in the big leagues in 2020 is an interesting proposition because of how many different kinds of guys you got to deal with, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I think you've always had them, but uh, I think they've now adjusted the way they they 
I think the manager, the modern manager, more, adjust, you know, there was my way or the highway for a long time. Sure. And you were either, you were either all on board with a guy or, you know, I don't think a much, I don't think former managers spend as much time worrying about their emotional well-being yes. as players. <laughs> That's right. And I'm yes. not saying that, you know, if, if a family member's died, they could all be compassionate, right? Yes. But your day-to-day uh, woes uh, emotionally because you haven't had a hit in three days, you know, the reaction back then was, well, get a bleeping hit. Yes. And uh, I think now we uh, we, we offer them uh, condolences. <laughs> you know, and I agree. We, 100%. We want, them to, we, they, we want them to be emotionally prepared to play every game, and I'm not saying it's a, it's a bad thing, but uh, – it's different. That's for sure. I'm surprised. It's, it's gone from we we and I'm a millennial, so we've gone from talking about sort of coddling millennials, which I agree can be a problem at times with my generation. But now we're talking about the next generation after that too. And how you know how do you deal with a guy born in 1995, 96, yeah, 97? I think we're calling it Z. I yeah, looked Gen it up. It's Z, Gen yes. Z, and I, I. What do we do after this? Oh, boy. We run out of alphabet. Yeah, what, what are we going to do? We're going to go back know. to double A or what? Generation double A? I don't know, but I can't wait till the years when my generation is maligning Generation Z, creating all the problems in the world. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true. But uh, it, it, it apparently is, you know, I have never been, oh, those millennials. Sure. I, I, have, I, I love a lot of people in that generation. But... Uh, I think you are a little uh, more thin-skinned than oh, we were. Oh, and you know yes, what? Absolutely. The great Buck Henry just died, right? Yes. Saw the 89-year-old Buck Henry, the funniest guy ever, the most sarcastic, satirical, humorist of all time. My favorite, of course, because he was uh, originally on Saturday Night Live a lot. and just. But they did stuff. In the early years of Saturday Night Live, you know, in Blazing Saddles, if you want to see how much things have changed, hmm. watch that, early 70s, and what you couldn't get away with now. And and I'm not sure it's millennials, but it's uh, it's empowerment of all, all groups, which is fine. But they get – you're looking to be offended more than we were. Yes, that's know, true. I, I think. And uh, Well, it's and, two sides. Satire is, uh, satire is dead, which – for me is great because then I can use it extensively on Twitter and get people all worked up. Uh, you know, what was my one the other day? I, Oh, the after Vikings North, Packers. Uh, no, after oh. North Dakota state one, I said, I think coach Fleck has built up the program enough now that the Gophers can once again, challenge North Dakota state. <laughs> and, yes, yeah. and this worked on both cycles because it got Gopher fans mad and it got North Dakota fans saying we'd kick the hell. Out. Oh, you got <laughs> a gusher! Great. It was a double. It was a double whammy. It wow. was fantastic. Yeah, so. no, we're definitely sensitive, and uh, sometimes we look to be offended. But I, I think that the the sort of the psyche of players around my age, older, younger by a few years, is certainly more um, tend attended to in 2020 than it would have been in 2000. I'll um, say for this about millennials. Uh, what, what, what most millennial are we, are the 30 year olds, the last of the millennials? Let me know. Yeah. Maybe I'm late twenties. And so I, I'm kind of the tail the end of the millennial of generation. 
I'll tell you one thing about millennials and Gen Zs. As athletes, we've never seen anything like it. Yeah. These no, guys right. are phenomenal. You're right. Watching that football game yesterday, uh, the couple football games, the plays that wide receivers make, the plays that you know defensive linemen are just these monsters. And, and baseball, we got the greatest players we've ever had. I mean, turning around 101-mile-an-hour fastballs, I don't care how juiced up the ball is. The high heat that used to get everybody out, they now hit it in the second deck. Yes, it's unreal. Uh, and, and part of it is you got 15 coaches over here with 40 people ter- teaching them every little thing, <laughs> yeah. you know, teaching them about body movements, teaching yeah. them about uh, approach, teaching them about what's the next pitch going to be, yep. uh, you know. Now, without uh, stealing it, I see our Red Sox were stealing him in 2018, too. That <laughs> Alex Cora. Allegedly, yes. Uh, well, it looks pretty uh, Yeah, evident. it does. Sure does. But here's, i, I got to bring this up before I forget it. Yes. I was saying, it's interesting, uh, the question on one of the ESPN sports shows is, what can, pe- what can baseball do in this uh, technological age to prevent sign stealing and to prevent all this stuff? And I said, hey, I got it. Honesty. How about that? Sure. How about telling the teams, calling the guys, calling Jeff Lunau and whoever was running the, you know, Dombrowski, who's gone now, and tell them, be honest. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. How about that one? Anybody ever consider that one? (laughs) You know? God almighty. Well, and Alex Cora is sort of at the center of uh, both of them. Yes, he is, and I love the guy. Yeah. I I was absolutely in love with him. Same here. He obviously, when he got the manager's job, brought sign stealing with him to Boston. Yeah, I wonder what the – so the national landscape, Pat, and just to catch people up on the Red Sox one, it's uh, allegedly the latest allegations are they were using their video replay room to zoom in on the fingers of the catcher, find the sign sequence, a batter goes back to the cage or the video room just like his routine during a game, and he would come back with the code. Now, the Red Sox would still need to get somebody on base to be able to yeah, relay the code, base, yeah. whereas the Astros allegedly were using a loud, banging trash can <laughs> to, to say fastball or breaking ball. And, of course, in Boston, in Fenway Park, you know, you can, the clattering is such with this rotten, falling yeah. down, <laughs> overrated dump of a ballpark. Uh, wow. you could, you, nobody would have paid any attention. to The ballpark's a dump. Yeah. The geometry is fantastic. You would have just heard the uh, clanging, and everyone has said, "Oh my ah. gosh, we got to get out of here! This thing's going down." <laughs> yeah, something like that. Hey, anyway. I wanted to bring this up before we get off it, Pat, since this is just a uh, podcast and we're having fun. And you are one of the uh, movie mentors in my life that you can guide me on. This one's good. This one's okay. Skip this one. All that. Uh, we do a segment on Score North Live on Wednesdays. Derek goes to the movies so that mm-hmm. Rami can sort of uh, yes. get me up to speed on the culture. Now, last week it was The Big Lebowski. Loved it. Fantastic yes. movie. Yeah. This week is sort of just a coincidence. I was going to bring Rami the latest autobiography that I'd read and share it with him since he said he's not a book reader. So I bring him Steve Martin's autobiography, Born Standing Up, mm-hmm. and he recommended the 1979 comedy The Jerk, 
starring Steve Martin. I think he had some director credits yeah, on yeah, there too. Not my kind of humor. Does that one? Uh, no, when you mentioned no. the no, things like, you couldn't do today, I don't think that one would hold up in 2019, 2020. No, no because uh, you would have. Uh, there were probably several references to retard and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, but I didn't. I, that's that's not my. Okay, so if I that's not just Adam, that's later day Adam Sandler. Uh, <laughs> you know, I fi- I went to the Adam Sandler uh, uncut what, gems, hidden uncut gems. Uh. Sucked. Really? Awful. Yeah. Okay. I, but it might just be my personal loathing for Adam Sandler. Okay. So that, I'm. So. Uh, well, I've heard. I've seen some bad reviews for it. So I'm not going to spoil anything here for listeners of the Score North Twin Show Racy on Baseball. But if I were to give it a bad review on Wednesday, sounds like you wouldn't be too offended. I'll uh, support you. Okay. All right. You right. were just <laughs> okay. foolish. It just instead of wonderful, high class. Huber with John Goodman and uh, Walter and, and yes, it was. I mean, the the perfect comedy. This is just okay. I'm going to go out there and make a fool of myself. For well, and Goodman was uh, ninety minutes. Goodman, Goodman was a perfect the, foil. Goodman should have won the uh, supporting actor award for Lebowski. Do you, Pat, Walter. do you do autobiographies? You give me a few uh, fiction mysteries over the years. Do you do autobios? Not really. Okay. My wife, right. my wife reads them three well, at a time, but okay. I, I don't. Uh, I can't remember the last one I wrote. All right. I, I mean, the last one I, uh, the last one I wrote was Sid's, but the, yeah. uh, <laughs> but the uh, not really. I'm not okay. big on him. Fair enough. I'm not big on him. I might have to. The nice thing is, you now have all these uh, hour long documentaries right. on Netflix <laughs> yeah. and stuff. You can just watch them and save you the all same kinds thing. of time. Yep. Doesn't help me at the airport or on the plane though. So. I've uh, read two books since I've been down here, though. I, I read a lot of uh, b- a lot in Florida. Okay, what's the one so, to recommend, and then we'll uh, take like, a quick uh, break Michael here. I like Michael Connolly's new uh, new uh, teaming Harry Bosch with uh, Renee. Uh, I think it's Renee Ballard, a, a, a female detective, and he brought her out uh, three books ago, just as a standalone character, and then he put Bosch and her together in a book called uh, what was it? Uh, Late show because she works the late shift, and then this new one, Nightfire. I, I liked it a lot. I think uh, I think uh, Michael Connolly has reinvigorated himself as a mystery writer okay. by adding this character. So. All right, good deal. Well, we okay. will. Uh, I'll check that one out. Maybe when I'm in Fort mm-hmm. Myers strength training. But uh, we'll take a break here, Pat. We got to come back and talk about uh, one of the more surprising hires that I can remember in a while, and an interesting trend with the Minnesota Twins. Back after this on the Score North Twin Show, Ricey on baseball. Planning for a secure future requires sound investment advice. That's why I rely on my guy, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold, for guidance in planning and maintaining a long-term financial strategy. This is Ricey, and I've known Josh for many years. I trust Josh and recommend him because he listens and delivers the kind of service that you'll need to feel confident about your financial future. I encourage you to get to know him the same way I did many years ago. Call Josh Arnold at 952 952- 925-5608 and set up your 48-minute no-obligation consultation. Call 952-925-5608. You'll always get straight talk, not sugar-coated advice. Call Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold at 952-925-5608. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. 
Welcome back, Score North Twin Show. Royce on baseball. He's Patrick Royce, and I'm Derek Wetmore. I teased before the break, Pat, one of the more surprising hires I've seen from the Twins in a while. I think that can get us into talking about a trend here with hiring. But news came last week that the new Twins assistant pitching coach, I think that's the title, Bob McClure, who was uh, around in the days of Molitor, is now on the big league coaching staff. Your thoughts? I thought they described him as bullpen coach, but that's the same thing, right? Yeah, same deal. It's the same job. It, it is funny that uh, Molly brought him in here uh, when they hired uh, who was uh, who was Molly's uh, pitching coach? Well, uh, Neil Allen probably. first, and then did yeah. they go Garvin Alston after that? Yeah, when they brought in Garvin Alston, uh, Molly wanted a, a kind of a wise old head, and he loves McClure, uh, you know, from being a teammate in Milwaukee, and uh, they brought him in. I saw him around some. You didn't see him around that much. But uh, the new uh, brain trust must have been impressed with him because uh, looking for, uh, you know, the one thing about these guys, they'll mix salty with with young, you know. And uh, they're bringing in McClure to kind of that wise old head, sort of the – Equivalent of uh, Bill, uh, what's it? Bill Eves, Bill, Bill Evers uh, on the big Bill league Evers staff, yeah. as uh, as sort of the the second sounding board for uh, for Rocco there and uh, McClure's. A, I've never heard anything, anybody say anything but great things about him. Had a good run as a as a pitching coach uh, with the various clubs in the big leagues, and uh, you know he's uh, he, he obviously. Got a little taste of being back in uniform, and he wants to do it, so they uh, they hired him. I'm just and, uh, surprised because I thought they'd be looking for a Wes Johnson sort of associate. Like, who's the next Wes Johnson that he can run around I, with all the tech I and got data? A hunch, I got a hunch that maybe they figure they got enough of those guys. Okay. You know, they got enough of, uh, you know, the, the, the pitching gurus uh, coming downstairs with all their uh, information. The Tampa guy. Who's our guy? The Tampa guy. Josh Kulk, the Josh analyst. Kulk. Yeah, you got enough of those Josh Kulk guys running around. Maybe you needed somebody to say, wait a minute here. You know, I, I, you know, I'm watching this guy and I don't like him. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't think, you know, for all the, for all the, no matter what the analytics say, uh, there's nothing going on upstairs or he's afraid to challenge hitters or sure. something. Maybe he can get maybe a guy like McClure, the old crafty lefty who had a good success, can get Lewis Thorpe, uh, you know, off to the side and say, "Throw strikes! <laughs> Stop crapping around with that curveball! Eighty percent of your pitches, throw your fastball and throw strikes." Uh, I wonder what's the he's still thought of highly in the Tortons organization, but boy, we he, didn't see a lot last year in the big leagues. I don't leagues. think he's thought of it that highly. Look at his Rochester numbers. He yeah. Terrible, terrible. Yeah. He was at a 5 ERA. He's fascinating. Pat, it, as we uh, are looking, ever looking for work for our advanced scout down there in Fort Myers, Florida, he's one that's worth talking to because he's oh, got... I like him. I talked to him last year. Yeah, I yeah. like him as a kid. I Listen, when I, he first came back from his Tommy John, which he had... He was the rise. They thought he was going to be in the big leagues at 21. Okay? Yes. Yep. And then he had Tommy John. And I remember I was watching when he came back for his first throwing session. And he was he was throwing in his, uh, you know, in, his, in, in sneakers in front of the mound. And then he built it up a little that spring. And they okay. were hoping to have him pitching in April. And, uh, no, I don't think he pitched till the end of the, se- oh, end wow. of the summer. But – 
Man, I like the delivery. I liked, uh, and he, he's now he's gotten funky. I, I don't know. His delivery's gotten more funky, and he's so heavily uh, tied into that breaking pitch. Uh, sure. He used to have a good fastball and sneak up on you, and uh, I, I don't know. He's a guy that uh, they would certainly like to fix, him and Fernando Romero, I would think. You're right. Two big projects to fix right now. So last year it was fascinating because his you mentioned his Rochester numbers. Like you look at the final line, terrible. It was just it was you wouldn't call that guy up. But he had a few outings that were just dreadful, and then a few great ones. And so it was kind of weird that you got a little Jekyll and Hyde with him, and then you just didn't see a whole lot when he was on the big leagues. He was like you know a couple of years ago, and everyone was touting Steven Gonzalez, and then he got to the big leagues, yeah. and you're like, what's all the hype about? You know, yeah, you'd see him no, in person. Uh, well, uh, Thorpe. Had a good, better fastball yes. than Gonsalves. Yes. Gonsalves, I've said this before, they signed him as a big, you know, not yet Husky, but a, a left a left-hander who had a chance to get Husky, who threw 89, and they thought they couldn't wait till he threw 95, and he was still throwing 89 five <laughs> years. He got bigger and stronger and was still throwing 89. Sure. So, uh, so uh, something happened to him. Thorpe, this is his probably his last shot here too. He's got he got impressive. But the other thing about him is, you know, he's an Australian. Yep. And he's been home. Like he's lived until last year. He basically lived in this dormitory and around. He's been a Fort Myers resident for about six years now because <laughs> he between rehabs and he had another long rehab. What was that other injury? And he basically has been home about two weeks and six years. I, th- I think he's just, I think he's had this nomadic feeling about himself, you know, that, hey, this is, this is not, you know, oh, okay, well, this is life, rehabbing in Fort Myers, you wow. know, this is, and, uh, you know, he, he's got a whole cadre of Fort young Fort Myers friends and had a girlfriend here for a long time. I don't know if he still does, but... Uh, I think he's always been unsettled. Okay, you know? he had a. I I wonder just watching him last year, and again, I'm not a you know professional pitching coach. I'm not a, a rehab coordinator or anything. I watched him in the big leagues, and I wondered, is this guy hurt or is this someone different than what we've heard on you know all the hyped up scouting reports, including by the way from the Twins. The Twins were hyping this guy too. Oh yeah, well they loved. I mean, the previous administration loved him when he was 19. I saw. But, but, uh, go ahead. I always go back to uh, my guy, uh, Gene Mock, who's a, you know, I learned more baseball, good or bad, from him than uh, than anybody (laughs) ever. But I remember when Frank Tanana uh, started, uh, was like the left-handed version of uh, Nolan Ryan. They had the two of them in L.A., and Tanana was the best, the second-best left-hander in in baseball, and then after Koufax left, probably the best. Mm. And... I mean, well, he was fantastic, and I remember he was facing the Twins probably Mock's first year, and he was out there throwing curveballs and change-ups and, uh, and very few of his 95-mile-an-hour fastballs, which back then were was pretty good. Yeah. And uh, I remember Mock saying to me, that young man is going to screw up his career by not throwing his fastball. <laughs> and I always thought, you know, Mock's theory was you lost velocity if you didn't throw it. Now, maybe nobody else agrees with that now in the analytical era. But when I see, you know, when I see guys just with a, with a good fastball who don't throw it, which is, to me, Thorpe, 
uh, I, I, I always flash back to that and saying, is he, has he worked so hard to get a, the good curveball, the good breaking ball that he's lost his fastball? Cause he doesn't throw it in 92, does he? Uh, boy, I thought he popped some guns, uh, at least pre-injury. I, I'd have to go back and I look mean, at his I mean, last year it didn't look like. Now, I happened to be in the stands at Fenway when he had his greatest game. Yes. I was out there with my sons, and uh, he was, the Red Sox were hot, you know. Uh, they're one hot period of the, of the year, and uh, uh, they'd, they'd knock the ball around, and then they started Dobnik, and uh Brought as an opener and brought yeah. in Thorpe in the second inning, and the Red Sox had like five left-handers and six spots in the batting order. Everybody but Mookie and Thorpe dazzled them for like four and a third or yeah. something before he finally ran out of gas. But uh, it was that outing, Pat, that had yeah. us talking about him as a possible guy in October. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, and then then they tried him again. Right, so. ninety-one. But anyway, you know, certainly uh, it, it'll be interesting to see him. Because, yeah. uh, I mean, did he do anything in the winter? Is he back to throwing his fastball? I'm gonna If he's one of the early guys, I'm going to go over and talk to him. Yeah, and see. I've always found him to be a great, you know. I've never met an Australian who didn't cause me to laugh. Because they're, <laughs> the, they're the most, they make us look like straight shooters, man. They're the most cynical SOPs that ever lived. And, and I, I love them. They got this off-center sense of humor and uh and uh, nobody's laughing down there right now. No, that's the right. Fires, Not in the but, southern uh, coast, anyway. But uh, he's, uh, he's, you know, they'll, they'll take a look at him, but this is it. He's going to have to impress somebody. You know, ask him how his arm felt in the middle of last summer, because that's always make me curious. you gotta, you got to be delicate with that question sometimes. But I did see yeah, baseball no. prospectus put him on their top ten Twins prospects uh, on their year? list just announced. Yep, yep, off-season really? update. Yeah, so wow. enough in the good yeah, outings to so outweigh the So you don't want me to go out and say were you hurt? Is that all you got? <laughs> I did that to a guy one time, and it didn't go so well. <laughs> Lesson learned. Well, I used to be able to get away with it because I knew these guys, but now uh, i got to watch. Now that's, who's this old fat guy asking me insulting questions? Sure, you know, sure. So. They didn't grow up that's reading it. you in the uh, the Star oh. and Tribune. <laughs> yes. Oh. So, hey, the, you, you mentioned uh, Bob McClure. Okay, as, yeah, go. But we got to leap into this college. McClure is fine, but we got to leap into this college angle. That's where I'm uh, going with me, this yes. because that one surprised me. The the McClure hired of the big league coaching staff, I thought, you know, not that he's not well-respected, just didn't seem like a Falvey and Levine hire, whereas the the wave of college uh, instructors and coaches, they hired a, a college director of baseball ops to one of their minor league teams. I tabbed him up, Pat, for, uh, for this show. I believe it was 12 plucks out of the college ranks just this year, this year hired yeah. to since minor league end, coaching since staffs. Since the end of last season. And uh, the double, the, the A-ball manager, which is an important job, right? Yeah, Down that's right. Here is a, he's a college guy, right? Sutton or something? Uh, some name Sutton. Isn't he a college guy? I'll, I'll pull it up because I don't have the mm-hmm. – it's 13, actually. I just found – I okay. looked down at my notes. 13 guys, and that doesn't include people that were plucked in previous years but like Wes getting, Johnson. They're getting like a pitching coaches from Montana Tech and uh, guys like this. It's, uh, you know, a lot of these guys who are stuck in uh, – you know, stuck for want of a better word in, uh, you know, non-Division one big-time programs – are looking to get it. They're seeing some of the success the college guys are having in the in the in in major league organizations, and they're all looking to make the move. Here's one example. You mentioned Sutton. Aaron Sutton is the first year manager of the Single A Fort Myers, 
And we'll just call them the muscles, Pat, because I know you don't yeah, like mighty muscles. muscles. I don't like the mighty part. What so. makes them mighty? They're all mighty. You ever try to eat them? <laughs> uh, so Fort Myers muscles manager Aaron Sutton, uh, he spent the last four years as the head coach at Montana State University Billings, and yes. he was named 2019's GNAC and, Coach and of the Year. by the way, Montana State Billings is not Montana State, the Division One. Okay, team. it's 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 Montana State Billings is one of their branches of, uh, you know, that would be a Division Two probably. Yep, Division Two West Region Championships. It says yes. the uh, the Yellow Jackets. Yeah. yeah, and we got didn't we got a pitching coach from a, a North Dakota school or something? A couple of know. them, and there's a coach from that uh, Iowa JUCO powerhouse, uh, uh, yeah. North Iowa. Yep. That where you go and try to hone your craft for a couple of years and go get a D1 scholarship after that, they pluck somebody out of that. I mean, they've it's a, gone it's and— It's a fantastic trend. And you know what yeah. these guys are going to be? They're going to be the guys—you get them in here. It's like your analytic guys. You get them in here, but then you got to keep them. Yes. You know, there's—you there's, know, it used to be, okay, you know, you hired uh, uh, Jim Schellenbach to be your minor league pitcher. A pitching coach, you know, at various things. He was in your organization for 30 years, sure. right? The Ray Smiths of the These, world. Yeah, right. And those guys, are, that's because that's a part-time job. Sure. You know, the, Ray Smith is the recreation director of Elizabethan, Tennessee. Is that right? And then he, and then his summer job is uh, he and uh, Jeff Reed have alternated. Sometimes one of them is the manager and the other is the, the coach. And... But they do that. They both live there, and it's a wow. part-time job. I didn't for know them. that. That's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, that's uh, Elizabeth, the E Town twins. Yeah, yeah, E Town. But you know they're and they you know they're trying to get rid of those teams anyway. Sure. So. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's fascinating, and uh, it's uh, it, it, it's you know Wes Johnson was like a trailblazer only a year ago right Isn't and now <laughs> now half your coaching staffs are going to be college guys here pretty soon yeah. but these what i was trying to say is you know okay daniel uh daniel the guy they hired uh daniel the, adler they uh, daniel adler yeah. i mean they had to outbid football and baseball teams for him i had three to years, outbid like nasa years and uh, tesla yeah, as well yeah yeah and uh and these Okay, if this guy from uh, you know Montana State hyphen Billings <laughs> is successful down here, and they see uh, what they consider to be analytical improvement in a team or a, a player, they're going to be people trying to hire these guys away from them. It's going to be just like they now do in the analytic departments. Yeah, that's it's, right. Uh, the uh, they're all looking to you know move up the, the the Tampa Bay Rays model basically hire bright young guys and watch them walk on you along with your best players <laughs> and still figure out a way to win ninety games. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so what do you? I, I got to speak up the uh, bring up the Rays by the way. Okay, sure. The Rays traded uh, uh, this liber- Liberator. Yeah. A hot pitching prospect to the Cardinals, and they got Jose Martinez back and another another player. And then I read that Heim Bloom, who's now the GM in Boston, charged with cutting salary, loves Libertor. And there's rumors that it could be a precursor to a trade with the Cardinals 
Mookie to the Cardinals? Oh, wow. Wow, that'd what be fascinating. Think? Well, because they're still— Because they, the Cardinals have been getting just beat up for not doing anything this yep. winter and not doing anything to well, help their lineup. Because the they let—yeah, but they let Azuna go, right? Yep. Yeah, he's still and, out there. Uh, you know, I suppose if they can, if Mookie will take three hundred mil, wow, I wouldn't, you know, or two fifty or whatever. Because one report, I would keep an eye on it. That's the fascinating. Mookie to the Cardinals. One report I, I, I would, saw, Pat, had uh, Nolan Arenado as a possible trade target for the Cardinals, and I just think if you're in the, if you're in that caliber of player. You're set for an interesting ride if, here. If you trade for Mookie, though, you have to oh, have a deal. Out. You yeah. have to have a deal with the agent that he he will sign. You and can't just take one year on him and give up, uh, you know, top shelf pitching yeah. right? I mean, otherwise somebody would have done that already, don't you think? Yes. Oh yeah. 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 So yeah. I'm 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 fascinated because there have been reports even stretching into January from you know the the credible baseball national guys saying bets, saying Chris Bryant. Saying Nolan Arenado, uh, you know, how these guys are available for trade kind of blows my mind sometimes. But yet, this is where we are here in uh, 2020 baseball. It sounds like if you step up with some prospects, you could have one of these guys on your team. Derek, when did the Red Sox move down the road? 10 or 12 years? Well, that was before I was covering the team, and my first year would have been 12 in any capacity, yeah, I'd, I'd have to look that. it up. I think it was the middle of the previous decade, right? Before that, they were over at City of Palms. Okay. And they were in town. But it wasn't, their presence wasn't as omnipresent as it is now that they're four miles down the road on Daniels Parkway and share traffic jams. And uh, when is the last time the Twins were able to look down their nose at the Red Sox? That's what I want to <laughs> You know, oh, the cost cut, you know, people complain about the Twins not spending any money, but the Red Sox are bringing in $200 million a year in TV, right? Or yes. whatever, from Nesson. They own Nesson. Yeah. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden, the Twins are trying to get better and the Red Sox are trying to get worse. It's uh, It's been a long time. The fascinating and, thing and, about and, that is the D- Dombrowski think, angle. Yes, Hey, Got build it. a winner. Okay, we won. All right, You're sorry, prior. too expensive. You're out. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it is interesting. I think their big problem is John Henry, the owner, is more interested in his Liverpool's, his mighty Liverpool soccer team than he is the Red Sox. Well, Pat, that's a sensitive subject for us Tottenham Spurs fans uh, this week. Mm-hmm. We we had a hard-fought second half against Liverpool this weekend and fell 1-0. Is Liverpool still only lost one match? Uh, they, I don't think they've been beaten this year. They are uh, kings they of lost, the Premier League. I thought they'd lost one game, but they are on a long winning streak. Certainly Maybe that was a draw. I can't figure out soccer standings because <laughs> they got they they put the ties before the losses. It's right? infuriating, but it yes. is. It yeah. very is. It's just like when they put their score up and they got the home team on the left. That's a even if they're of, trailing. Yep. That's a bunch of BS yeah. and should never be allowed in America. Tottenham Hotspur zero, Liverpool one. It's the <laughs> stupidest. Yeah, I but don't. You're at home. Yeah, it doesn't make sense You're at to home. me. It should be against the laws of this country. Where's Trump when we need him? Let's make the uh, crawl on ESPN put visiting and home soccer teams from England where they belong. Pat, and not only that, they now do that with the MLS, too. Yes, yeah, they're trying to it's copy a soccer him. deal. Pat, okay. this might catch you by Communist surprise. plot. I do not want him to have anything to do with the English Premier League. Thank you very much. Uh, That's just my opinion, man. Well, I don't know. Somebody, let's let's get on port. 
He's uh, he's worried about uh, what was the one I loved? Oh, the faucets not not enough water coming out of the faucet yes. when you turn it off. Yes. And you know I have that problem in my condo down here. So oh I'm, wow, I might have to vote for him now. If hey, how's construction? More, more water pressure. Jeez. How's construction Nothing going so down there? Nothing so far. Okay. but there's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, places uh, being uh, repaired because of uh, faulty construction. Okay, I shouldn't be saying this though because I might have somebody call up and try to buy this place. <laughs> In, in that case, the biggest problem. Is, order. The biggest problem is they threw out Comcast, and they got a new, uh, what do they call it, provider? Yeah. Uh, and which uh, they started last week. We've had them about three times, and it's not going well. Oh no! It's causing great angst with Mrs. Ricey because uh, can't get her stars or a, HBO. She's got a taper housewife show, <laughs> so, uh, it's, it's, and it's okay. my fault. Yeah, it's well, my fault. Naturally. See, the big thing is there's also a big change facing her when she gets home. And uh, this, uh, if, if that doesn't go well, uh, as far as uh, TV is concerned, Surprise. if that doesn't go well, this could be it. It could be over. Jeez, <laughs> oh, I shouldn't laugh. 30, uh, what do I do? Let's see, 19, 2000. 30 years down the drain. If, well, it's been longer than that we've been together, but 30 years of marriage. Pat, I shouldn't going laugh. right in the toilet. If the if her TV is not working, so that she can understand it when she gets home. If you're 0 for two, uh, yeah, I shouldn't laugh because you're not joking. Well, I can get no, I can get out of the change here because sure, it, sure. it was it was foisted upon it you. It was community wide, you yeah. know. But the one at home was all me. Yeah, <laughs> it was my brainstorm. <laughs> all right, Pat. Well, hey, the Red Sox ain't trying. The Twins are kind of trying. We'll see. The offseason's okay. not done. Follow Maybe. me on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we are have a raging argument comparing the Twins' starting rotation to the Vikings' offensive line. This is a this is an issue that should be discussed uh, at length in the Twin Cities uh, sports uh, environment. Right? Don't yeah. you think? I no, think you're not very, wrong. It's a very important thing, and. Uh, and uh, it, it also proves I have too much time on my hands down here. In well, and you could recycle the joke, not that you would ever do that, but and you said yesterday after the Packers win, and you said, you know, it's yeah. just nice to see the NFC North NFC, represented. It's nice to see. Don't you realize the divisions often got bad mouth this year? That's and right. to see one of our division teams one in of the our NFC own. Championship game, North Pride, I uh, say. Well, North Pride. If your take on the White Sox comes true that they're uh, division favorites right. after all their moves, you could say the same thing about the AL Central. Hell, I have so much division pride. I got excited when Tampa Bay won the Super Bowl. Just because they used to be in our division, <laughs> division pride. We need more of that in the That's Twin amazing. Cities. Pat, I'm looking out the window here, and it looks like there's somebody here that would be glad to discuss the Vikings' offensive line with you versus the Twins. Rotation. That's right. So I'm going to let you go and uh, tape another very important show. But this has been fun. I'm looking forward to our Fort Myers correspondence. All right, I see some clouds. I don't know. I'm oh very dear. Upset. Let's All get right. that sponsored weather report uh, for Patrick Racy. I'm Derek Wetmore. This has been a Score North Twin Show. Patrick Racy on baseball. Talk to you next week.